You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Daryl Morey and the 76ers Brass, you had better have had a nice, long, friendly conversation with your MVP, Joel Embiid, before you pulled the trigger and fired Doc Rivers. With Gabe Knight, Salami, and Fitzsimmons in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 as we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. Gabe, good to be with you again, man. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, brother. I watched Avery Johnson get run by the Dallas Mavericks as their head coach because he lost their superstar in Dirk Nowitzki. And then Dirk was consulted on who to hire, and they go on and win a title. But if you don't keep your superstar happy, like you've got one where you'd make your home at ESPN Milwaukee, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> you are cooked and deep fried like a turkey on Thanksgiving in Louisiana, man. You got no shot. So Embiid had better be consulted in this entire process, or you're going to lose him. I got to imagine he is, just based on the way it works in the NBA. Even before Giannis was a two-time MVP, when the, when the Bucks hired Mike Budenholzer, Giannis had a had a meal with him. Like, hey, we're thinking about hiring this guy. Meet with Giannis. See what Giannis thinks. That, that's the way it works. Not just in the NBA. It's starting to work that way in other sports as well. But uh, part of the reason I think you're seeing all these coaches get fired, we've seen Mike Budenholzer now get fired, Monty Williams, now it's Doc Rivers, all teams from relatively successful franchises over the last two to three years, you have to consult. You have to be going to your superstar and going, hey, what do you think? Do you think that this is the guy to take you to that next level? I wonder if they're consulting James Harden as well. After after Game 7, he said about the relationship, yeah, it's okay. I don't know if they're planning on bringing Harden back, if they're hoping to bring Harden back. So that's part of the reason they got rid of Doc. But i got to imagine, in today's climate, especially with Daryl Morey being the general manager there in Philadelphia, that he consulted Joel Embiid before this move was made. Well, I can tell you this. You mentioned the name there, and I I did as well. Daryl Morey and then James Harden. You know what that tells me? A coach with three first names is on the short list, and that's Mike D'Antoni. Uh, and we all know the history, and I would not be surprised if, if we already had a spoiler alert right here, and that is Mike D'Antoni is going to be the next head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, would I hire him? I'd probably go with Nick Nurse or Monty Williams or the guy that you know well, and, and Budenholzer, but Mike D'Antoni has that long-standing relationship with Daryl Morey, with James Harden, but if Embiid's not cool with it, you do not hire that guy. And here's the other point. Because I love Canty's rant right there to start the show. But players bear some of this responsibility also. It's not just on the head coach. You can't get rid of a roster, so you gotta, it's easier to get rid of one than several. And the players here, like, go to James. You mentioned Doc Rivers' record, right, in Game 7s. Well, yep. in that, this last Game 7, James Harden was 3 for 11. 1 for 5 from beyond the arc. It's not Nine great. points. He was part of a Mike D'Antoni coach team that went 0 for life, meaning 0 for 27 from beyond the arc, and a closeout game. Joel Embiid was 5 for 18. That's not all on Doc, but Doc's big problem is that he doesn't make enough adjustments in those big games, and that's why it's easier to get rid of one 
than many, but players bear some responsibility here also. Yeah, you, you score 10 points in the third quarter. You, That's sure, you, sure, you can blame the coach for that. But, I mean, very basic. Like, if you are in the NBA, whatever five players you throw out there over the course of 12 quarters, I don't care what players they are as long as they're in, B- in the NBA, you should be able to score more than 10 points. Not to mention you've got the league MVP. You've got a guy who went for 40 points multiple times in that series, and you could only score 10. So, And, and I think Embiid kind of took a sort of in, inward approach during his press conference of, hey, we all have to be better. I've got to be better. James has to be better. And of course, his five-on-five comment came out after that, and that was taken a little bit out of context. But 100% the players are to blame. But it's not even just replacing one versus many fits. It's It comes down to, well, Joel Embiid's the MVP of the league. He makes that much more money than his head coach. So you yep. can't even, you know, you can find another head coach the quality of Doc Rivers. You can't find another player the quality of... Joel Embiid and just throw him on the roster. Yeah, those guys are, you know, you can count them on one hand, uh, the talent of that man. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you're not going further than the thumb to the pinky uh, on your bottom line. And to your point about scoring 10 points in a quarter, my daughter's junior high team scores 10 points in a quarter. So, yeah, you are spot on. I mean, you're at the highest <laughs> level. You should be scoring more than 10 stinking points, and, and, and especially in a buckets, closeout game. Five That's buckets pathetic. in 12 minutes. Yeah, it's Come nauseating. Uh, going back to Harden and Embiid, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider on first take this morning, was posed the question, how much did they play in the jettison of their now former head coach, Doc Rivers, in Philadelphia? Here's what he said. Anytime an organization – with star players like that is making a decision, you know, they're not doing it in a vacuum. And I think with the uncertainty around James Harden's future can become a free agent expected to become a free agent this summer. You know, we've talked a lot about this, Steven, Uh, the fact that Houston looms on the horizon is a real threat to sign James Harden this summer. Uh, Certainly, you know, they've got to take all of that into consideration. I think the sense largely was Doc Rivers, especially around Joel Embiid, uh, had support. You heard Joel Embiid after the Game 7 loss uh, back Doc Rivers. And listen, he did that publicly in a way that James Harden didn't. So it makes you wonder if it ends up being more of a Harden than an Embiid thing. But we've seen it with general managers before. It fits where the general manager gives the vote of confidence to the head coach, and two weeks later the head coach ends up being gone. Yes, uh, Joel Embiid sat up there publicly and gave his support to Doc Rivers. I still don't know what was said behind closed doors. I'd like to believe Joel Embiid, what he says publicly, is probably what he said behind closed doors to Dale Morey and, and the brass for the 76ers, but I don't know that to be true, or if he was just trying to play the good guy after they lost a tough game seven. He's Gabe Neitzel, based out of ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here in Dallas, Texas, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. What is, think about this also, before we go live to Philadelphia in a moment. The most wins in the NBA in the last two years belong to Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia in the regular season. Fired, fired, fired. If that doesn't tell you, that's not a telltale sign of forget roster assembly, you know, forget you know, about trying to move on from a player or two. Again, it goes back to what we just mentioned. It is so much easier to blame the coach and get rid of one than it is many. That Phoenix roster is trash right now outside of maybe three guys. That's it. There's zero depth there. None. Yet they have the most wins in the regular season in the last two years. Coach fired. Mike Budenholzer, where you are, just just won the chip. Oh, he's got the the most. Just won the chip. 
Fire. Not long ago. I mean, so in this day and age, I mean, it is truly what have you done for me? Not just lately, but in the last minute or two. And if you aren't getting it done, guess what? Meaning playing not just for titles, but winning one, even that at times can get you run based right where you are. And this is pointing more and more and more to a problem the NBA is going to have to figure out, and I know they keep doing it with um, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to deal with people who are resting and load management, all those different things. But the more that your best teams during the regular season get knocked out in best-of-seven series, the more meaningless your regular season becomes. And they want people watching. They want people watching those 82 games. But right now we're looking at two teams, and yes, it's, it, it's exciting. In the Eastern Conference Finals, you have the Heat who are in the play-in. In the Western Conference Finals, you have the Lakers who are in the play-in. But if those type of teams are continuously doing it, this season could be an outlier. It means that that regular season, to me, is going to continue to get more and more devalued, which the NBA needs to figure out. Amen. Coming up, bottom half of the hour, Tim Hasselback will weigh in on on which quarterback he believes can take a massive jump in his game and help his team not just get to the playoffs, but maybe a conference title game or the Super Bowl. Tim Hasselback coming up to talk about that next step, that next evolution of young quarterbacks like a Jalen Hurts did last year. Who's that guy this year? That's coming up. Bottom half of the hour. But right now, let's go to Philly. Anthony Argano, 97.5. The Fanatic returns here to Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. With Gabe Knight's on me and Fitzsimmons in for the guys. Anthony, man, the, the moment you saw Doc Rivers canned as the head coach there in Philadelphia, what was the reaction you got from listeners, from fans? It was, uh, it's about time. <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, uh, Ian, after what happened over the weekend, Shrinking in Game Six, they can't close out Boston, and then in Game Seven, in that third quarter, limping away, that broke the code. There's a code in Philadelphia, and you can't quit. That's the cardinal sin, and they quit in that third quarter, and Doc had to answer for it. Well, the the guy who'd made that decision, Daryl Morey, how much pressure is he on him now to make sure he gets this net head, next head coaching hire correct and it's the correct one for Philly? Well, shoes, but remember, Harden is the biggest piece here because Harden let it be known that he was not going to play. He would he would definitely opt out if Doc was the coach. So that was the other piece of the puzzle. Not just the fact that they lost, I mean the fashion they lost. But you have the Harden problem. Harden remains a big issue. Will he opt out? If he opts out, you've got to figure out what to do. If he stays and does not opt out, what does he want? Who does he want? Because you know James Harden, he's going to have to want to be happy. He's going to want a little say in this whole thing. Well, I'll be brutally honest. I don't give a bleep what James Harden cares about compared to Joel Embiid. So that's the big question. What was Embiid's well, relationship right? What's that? Well, you and I agree. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing if Harden opts out. We saw – I don't think this team can win when you're, the guy who dominates the basketball has that wild range of games. He played three really, really great games, but three horrible games that gave you no chance to win. So – I don't know. You want to deal with that for another four years? I don't know what that's going to be like. 
Talking with Anthony Gargano, 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia. As Doc Rivers has been fired, this is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Ian Fitzsimmons as we fill in for the guys this afternoon. What is the thought, then, of of James Harden? Do the fans want him to opt in? Are they hoping for somebody else to come be that number 2 alongside the league MVP and Joel Embiid? Yeah, I think the fans would prefer uh, that James go back to Houston and then something happens, right? There's a stroke of luck. Damian Lillard, you know, is the godsend. But there's somebody else that they can pair with Embiid. The issue with James, too, is, you know, who the next coach is. We talked about this. And, Ian, I feel you, but if he stays in his contract, he's a guy you're going to have to deal with. Now, I know everybody thinks that Mike D'Antoni is a lock for the next coach. I don't believe that. I know that with these with this level of coaches out there, Coach Bud, Nick Nurse, Monty Williams, all of whom have ties to this organization, I think they'll talk to each and every one of those guys, and I think they're all in play to be the next coach. And, and like, we all know that it's the front office's final decision, but you know how big, how good is the relationship between Embiid and let's just stick with the Daryl Morey right now that he will give Embiid a ton of input as to who the next coach is going to be. Uh, listen, I, I think Joe is fine. I don't think there's any issues with Embiid in the front office. You know, I, I think he'll give him some input and make him feel like he's a part of the. I can't even use the word process. Process is, has been eliminated you're, you're from still the vocabulary you. here in Philadelphia. But I think you'll get involved in somehow, and I, I think it's paramount. I mean, Nick Nurse is a really good X and O guy. I think they need an X and O guy here. I really do. And Doc and Harden did not really get along over the course of the year. That kind of was out there. I mean, everybody kind of knew it. So this would happen especially after that, the way they lost, was not, it was not unexpected. So how are things then between Embiid and Harden? Because Embiid publicly supported Doc after Game 7, whereas, as you mentioned, Harden didn't get along with Doc. Is there any sort of disconnect between Embiid and Harden? No, you know these guys, right? Like, so first of all, there's, I don't think there's disconnect between the two. However, you know, a big is only as good as his point guard. And the one thing that is true is that he touched the ball one time in the last six minutes of game six when they were up two, and he touched the ball one time. Now, I think part of it's on Embiid for not demanding the ball, but, you know, you have to get the ball in his hands, and he's got to either get fouled, get a bucket, get down low. Like, it's egregious that he doesn't touch the ball the way that happened in Game Six, and Anthony, how much of that not is is not just on your point guard, not only in, in a small part on Embiid for demanding the ball, but also on your head coach, and that's part of the reason why Doc Rivers is fired because he doesn't make late in game adjustments. Yeah, I mean that's all part of it. We know Doc's history, and we know what Doc is in in series closing games. The record is is abysmal. It's it's ugly, but ultimately, can you trust Harden? To be to ride with you over the next four years—that's the big question. That if I'm Joe Embiid, I gotta I gotta ask myself: Can I rely on him? Am I well, gonna he, get? I'll hey, give you my answer, James Harden, 
I'll give you mine, man. Right. No, no in hell. No, not for $220 million in a max contract. No, he'll be 38 years old. No. <laughs> I agree with you, but it's, it's hard. It's choice. So either he opts out and goes back to Houston or the Sixers are stuck with him. So are you expecting this process to take a while then? You said earlier you were anticipating them taking and talking to all the different head coaches who have been let go so far this offseason. Is this going to be a long – or is it going to take a long time or is it going to be a shorter period of time where they try to jump the line in front of some of these other teams looking for coaches to make sure they get their guy? No, I think it'll be done swift. Here's what the Sixers have. They have a great front office and they have a really good relationship with Harden. So I think – the first thing is, what's James's plan? Like, you got to know that going in, right? I think they'll get James's plan in the next couple of days. Uh, the one thing I have to say about Harden is he's been a gentleman every step of the way here in Philadelphia, and he really has been. And so if, his, if he wants to opt out, I think he'll let them know that quickly, and that will allow them to plan for the next coach. So I think once you answer the Harden question – you jump right into the mix and you start interviewing guys. And I know Josh Harris is the owner. Uh, he's there courtside every game. He's going to want to get this done quick. And he's going to want to get the best coach. This process has took a lot out of everyone. Franchise, the city, all the fans. I mean, it's been a tough go. Anthony, here's a good news for Philly sports fans. OTAs crank up next week. You got that going for you. Yeah. You got that right, brother. That's right. The birds are popping, man. And we got Georgia North. That's it. They grew hedges inside that stadium just because they had it. That is the dogs north. Anthony Gargano, 97.5, the fanatic in Philly. Thank you so much for your time and the insight. Thank you, brothers. All right, man. Well, game nights on me and Fitzsimmons. And that's the biggest thing. When it comes to firing a coach, especially in the NBA, you 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 got to lean on your superstar because if the next guy doesn't mesh, you're going to lose your superstar. Because we we have seen it time and time again, Gabe. They're able to force their way out. End of conversation. Bottom line. Yeah, and and the players are willing to sit. We've seen it with Anthony Davis. We've seen it with a number of other players. We saw it with Bill Simmons. Excuse me. Uh, with uh, Ben. Yeah, we ben don't, we don't, you don't mention that name in Philly. Yeah. That's, gotta, yeah. <laughs> Bill's in Boston. Simmons. Yeah, Bill's <laughs> up in Boston. Ben, but with Ben, he forced his way out of Philadelphia as well. We've seen it. Harden's done it how many other times and how many other places in order to get to Philly. It's easy for players to force their way out. I'm curious to see if it will take a while, though, to hire that head coach because you want it. If you want to make sure that coach meshes with that player, that's more than just one meeting. That's more than just, oh, hey, take the afternoon, see if you guys get along. It, to me, it's going to be a little bit of a longer process to make sure you get the right guy for the situation in Philly. If you want the right guy, and, it, and, it's, a, and it's one of the names we just mentioned, like Nick Nurse, like Monty Williams, uh, like a Mike D'Antoni, you better make it quick, man. So they're, they're, they're kinda, there's a little pressure cooker now going on in Philadelphia. All right, coming up, I mentioned NFL OTAs. Who's a quarterback? that is going to take the next big jump in his game and lead his team possibly to a Super Bowl, a la Jalen Hurts last year in Philly. Tim Hasselbeck gives you his next right here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Which quarterback do you expect to take a big leap and help his team possibly get to the Super Bowl? We'll answer that question coming up in about five minutes right here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Well, Gabe Knight's on me and Fitzsimmons in for Canty and Carlin and joining us right now. We see him on the road every now and then during the college football season. He's an outstanding analyst for both college and pro football. Follow him on Twitter at T. What is that? TT8? TT Hasselback. Mercy. Tim Hasselback <laughs> joins us now here. I got to get the eyes checked out, man. I'm getting new glasses hey, here. Listen, and you don't even need to worry about that Twitter handle. I'm not super active on that. That makes two of us. That makes two of us, Tim. Like the blue suit this morning, by the way. Good looking sport coat. Hey, before we get to a quarterback that you expect or are looking to take that big leap like Jalen Hurts did last year, what's an NFC team that could challenge Hurts and Philadelphia? I think the the NFC team that probably has the potential to give the Eagles the most trouble would be the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, in part I say that because, you know, the the question implies like, you know, you're not looking for the team that could beat the Eagles week one. It's the team that you think maybe at the end could be healthy and playing good enough football that they could beat them at the end. So, that's why I say the 49ers. Obviously, there's a massive question mark there um, that I think can be looked at two different ways in terms of the quarterback position. You know, one that hey, Brock Purdy is just that good, and you know they're going to be able to build off of what they did a year ago. And you know, the flip side of it, you know, is also hey, you know, Brock Purdy's coming off an elbow injury, wasn't necessarily the most physically talented guy to begin with. What does he look like when he's coming back? So. Um, that would be my choice, but I do think that what, no matter what team you choose as like the, hey, 
they're the biggest threat to Philadelphia. I think there's a big gap between Philadelphia and everybody else. Well, and everybody else going through OTAs and mandatory minicamps this time of year. What are teams actually trying to get out of this throughout the course of the summer? Yeah, I think there are a few things that, that teams are trying to do. You know, one is kind of find out what you have. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, there would be kind of a, a thought or a buzz throughout the building of like, hey, this guy's going to be good. And then you get to camp and you're, or, you know, the, the mini camps and, and you're like, you know what? Like, we need to go find somebody else. Like, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> so I think there's, there's an element of that. I mean, it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm forced, you know, you, know you draft a guy and you feel like, hey, uh, we draft this guy that that's going to fill this need and, and void that we have. And then you realize, like, shoot, like, we're, he's, not, he's not picking it up the way you want him to. So I think that's part of it. Um, and then I think the, the other part of it is, you know, there are – you know, there's not as many spots available that are up for competition, you know, every year on teams. Like, it's not like there aren't 53 spots available that people are competing for every year. That's not, that's not how it works. You know, there's just, there's just a few. And so, um, you know, I think what you're trying to identify is, like, who are the guys that are competing for the few jobs that are available on the football team? What is the biggest difference when it comes to OTAs for a vested vet versus a rookie? Yeah, I mean, I think as a rookie, you're so nervous. I mean, you know, you're very, at least in my experience as being a rookie and then my experience seeing rookies, I mean, guys, you know, just were, you know, <laughs> it was, it changed. It was different. Um, so I think that, ends up being probably the, the most significant change is, you know, guys are very unsure, I feel like, when they first get there. Um, and I think it dissipates quickly for most guys. And I think for, you know, a, a vested veteran, like, you know, the, the things that are concerning you, you know, a few years in are not the things that concerned you, you know, your, your first year. I mean, I don't like it. I think, you know, guys are – Thinking about oh my gosh, like I'll say it, vacation. Know, like my, <laughs> I mean, listen, vacation. Like, hey, my wife is pregnant. Right. Hey, I go, oh boy, anything I, but football. I, I gotta be on the other kids when I get home. I mean, there's a whole slew of things you think about after you've been in the league for a while that you were not even on your radar your first time through. Speaking of, of one of those veterans who's not in a camp and has decided to go at least into broadcasting, Matt Ryan, when you start talking about, oh, I'm going to take this broadcasting job, but I'm not retired, you're basically retired, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting for me. Like when I um, started getting into media stuff, like I was not done. Um, and in fact, hired an agent to do TV stuff and still had my football agent. And um, had basically at one point I was choosing between signing with the Cardinals or taking a job with ESPN. Now, look, I need to be very clear. I'm not comparing my situation to Matt Ryan's at all. Um, but the decision I made was, look, I, I don't know if I'm going to make the team in Arizona that year. You know, they could end up keeping two quarterbacks. They could like, who knows? Like, and so, um, you know, I was forced to kind of make that decision of I still wanted to play, but I didn't know if that was the right career move for me at that point. 
Um, you know, for Matt Ryan, it's obviously very different, right? He's made a lot of money. He's played at a really high level. Deciding to play and not be a starter and not be the guy and have things revolve around you, that's a very different scenario. So, you know, I would think that Matt, with the way opportunities have kind of dried up with what he has in front of him at CBS, you know, I think the decision, while he's not saying it, I do think the decision is made. 45 seconds, uh, and Tim Hasselbeck joining us here on Canty and Carlin with Gabe Knights on me and Fitzsimmons in for the boys here on ESPN Radio. Who's a quarterback that you are very confident that's going to take that next step and in, in, in their game and help their team possibly either get to a conference title game or the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, well, I would say this. I, I, I heard you saying, like, you know, the Jalen Hurts type thing. I don't think there is anybody to do that, but I would say this. I feel like Geno Smith is not getting enough credit for what he did last year, and I think he can build on that. That'll be a competitive team. Um, I think Baker will play better, assuming he wins the job, which I think he will. I think he'll play better than people realize. This year will be better than last year for him, obviously. Um, And then a guy that I feel like we've written off completely, but he is a really good player, is Deshaun Watson. Like He could look drastically different than he did a year ago. Tim, you, you, jaws dropped on the second one, and it heads nodded on the third. So there you go. Well, listen, the second one, I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but right, he I could prove you. to be a starter again. Tim, we greatly appreciate it, man. Thanks for the insight. You got it. See you guys. All right, Tim Hasselback joining us here on KT and Call a Game Nights. Our reaction was it was eerily similar. We'll weigh in more on his on his three, and we'll give you a couple ourselves as the quarterbacks that can take their game to a whole other level right here on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. It's a young quarterback that can take another step in their game and help their team get to a conference championship or maybe even a Super Bowl. Well, Gabe Knight's on me and Fitzsimmons here on Canty and Carlin as we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance at Progressive.com. Gabe, 
One you and I are still trying to recover from Hasselback bringing up Baker Mayfield, um, I mean, meaning he's gonna. But he he clarified that it was more about reestablishing himself as a starter at this level. But the, you, the look on your face, I'm sure it was like a mirror image, even though your beard is better, of mine when my jaw hit the floor. Well, I mean, he started with when we asked him this question, he had a list of three. He started with, "Oh, I don't think Geno Smith is getting enough credit, and he's going to we build agreed. on what he did." And we're like, yeah, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. a good one." Hadn't really thought about that. Okay, and then he goes to Baker, and my thought was, "Okay, is there another Baker somewhere in the NFL that I'm not aware of that I overlooked that somehow?" Oh no, okay, he's talking about Baker Mayfield, who I'm not even sure is going to lock be locked in as the starter to begin the year for Tampa Bay, and then he moved on to Deshaun Watson, who has proven to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Before everything happened, well, he sat know, out for a year. And... That, Des- that Deshaun one, Gabe, that's an interesting one because there, there's talent on that team, and you could tell he was getting his sea legs back underneath him after all the off-field troubles and being gone from the game for m- over a year. So that Deshaun one is, is one to keep an eye on, again, in a loaded AFC. And I'm going to stay in the AFC also. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence actually has real coaching now in Jacksonville. <laughs> and when you think about what he had to do in you know 2021 where – he threw for well, just over 3,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 17 INTs. You get real coaching in there, and they're a playoff team. And he throws for over 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns and eight picks. I could see that team in that division making a bit more of a run in the chase to at least a conference title game, even in a loaded, and we do mean loaded AFC, his game as far as just – that particular position and the weapons they put around him, I think Trevor Lawrence, he takes his game up a notch. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest thing you can point to. And if anybody ever tells you, hey, coaching doesn't matter, the, uh, point to Jacksonville and go, hey, wait a second, look at what Doug Peterson can do for a young quarterback. Because the first year for Trevor Lawrence, everyone was going, wait a second, this was supposed to be like the can't-miss prospect. Oh, it turns out when he actually gets real direction, then he can be that guy. You need still that, that great head coach, that offensive mind that can help you develop. And during the second half of the year last year, they were fantastic. They were a fun team to watch. He was putting up points. They were a lot of fun in their, their playoff game that they eventually won. And I think that division, I think, is going to help him continue to grow and build that confidence. For me, I go to the NFC. Because the NFC is... a lot easier on that side. It's smart on your part. A little bit easier. Just a tad bit easier in the NFC. And I have no idea what the NFC North is going to be. But I think Justin Fields, especially when you look at the other defenses in there, Minnesota's defense wasn't very good last year. Detroit, despite everything they did, their passing defense was putrid last year. And the Green Bay Packers finished 17th in the league in total defense. It's not a gauntlet that you're going to have to run through if you're Justin Fields and... After going and, and, you know, having, oh, Equinemius St. Brown, who I, I don't know how many people know who that is, but he was their big free agent acquisition last offseason, and he started at wide receiver until they decided to go out and get Chase Claypool. They make the trade for DJ Moore with, that took them out of that number one spot, moved them further back in the draft. I like with the way that Darnell Mooney continued to grow, I think they have three decent enough wide receivers that Fields finally has some weapons that he is going to be able to use and doesn't constantly have to just run the football, show off his athleticism. I think you're going to see the growth. Granted, it's not going to be a Jalen Hurts-like leap for 
the Chicago Bears. They're not going to be making an NFC Championship game this season, but I think you're going to see that next step out of Justin Fields as they continue to try to build up that roster around him. He's Gabe Knights on me and Fitzsimmons in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, as we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And then you have two quarterbacks. We're not mentioning Burrow because he's already taken that game to, to another level. Yeah. He's been to a Super Bowl. I mean, he's, he's giving Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs all they can handle at times even more than they're giving them. Justin Herbert's taking his game to a whole nother level also and proven he can play hurt. But these dudes, they're looking to sign contract extensions. Tom Telesco, GM of the Chargers, was on with Freddie Coleman and I about 10 days ago, and nothing's changed yet. He's still trying to get his quarterback locked up in a contract extension. How are they handling that? Handling that? Here's a GM of the Chargers. Honestly, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm glad we have this problem that we have a franchise quarterback. You know it's just part of the process that as he gets to this point of his career that you're going to have to pay him, and, and the numbers are pretty big, and there'll be pretty big numbers on our cap, and you have to build a team in a little bit different way, but that's a good problem to have. It's also my job and our job to figure out how the team will be built moving forward, but the actual numbers of it, the actual contract of it, you know, I'm not losing a lot of sleep over it. We'll get it done at some point in time, and then we'll build the team appropriately, and it's, like I said, it's a good problem to have because we already know Justin is very talented, but now he's going to be almost you know, into that veteran mode. He's not a rookie, obviously, anymore. He's not a young starter anymore. He's going to get into more of an experienced starter. So, yes, you're paying him more, but you're also going to get more out of Justin now because he's been around the league a couple times. He knows the defense is better. He knows the defensive coordinator is better. So, good problem to have, and then we'll start building the team appropriately from there. And Gabe, when on that last part, I said, what's different when you have to pay that quarterback that kind of money? And he went back to his days under Bill Polian with the Colts where they were paying at the same time guys that are multiple guys in Canton, whether it's Peyton Manning, you know, Reggie Wayne. I mean, you had Marvin Harrison. You had both edge rushers, right? I mean, it was <laughs> Dwight Freeney and coming. It was a lot of dudes. They had to pay a lot of money. And the bottom part of that roster got neglected a bit. He said that's the biggest challenge when you have to pay you know, a couple guys top dollar, like, like a Bosa, like a Derwin James, like a star quarterback. And I said, what do you do? He goes, you've got to draft well. Oh, and, yeah. And that's that it. And he is, they are one of the best, along with Burrow and Cincinnati. Those are front offices and scouting departments that have done a remarkable job drafting well. It makes me wonder, though, what the window for the Chargers is. And it's unfair to place a lot of expectations on the young quarterback, but we've seen that be the blueprint for teams that have had success. And it goes back to when Russell Wilson was in Seattle on that you know third, fourth-round pick salary that he was on. They were able to build up that defense and really have opportunities at winning championships. The Chargers have been kind of slowly kind of progressing. They haven't taken that next step, and it's going to become that much harder to take those next steps once you have to pay Herbert all that money. I'm fascinated to see how it plays out and when it's going to play out, especially for those two guys in Burrow and Cincinnati, Herbert uh, out, out in L.A., almost said San Diego, and that goes to show you how still old and stupid I am. He's Gabe Neitzel out of ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Uh, coming up, I can't believe what I heard earlier today. Makes two of us. From a really smart guy, and he had to get hit in the head with his damn fiddle. The pride of Juilliard. And Jason Fitz has to explain himself, and he joins us coming up next right here in studio. Neitzel, I'm Fitzsimmons, in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.